0: Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team, so be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast... Laura, and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Nurse Coach podcast. This is Shelby here today, and I have a very special guest to bring all of you Um, by the title of this you know what episode this is but we are going to hear from or like I said, for the first time ever from a non-coach on our podcast none other the resident non-coach in all of our lives my husband Rob and Rob is the absolute love of my life and to give you a little background on him the most clear and concise way I can think to do it is just to use really coachy definitions here. So I'm going to rattle off <laughs> how we categorize people here in the coaching world um, in hopes that it lands with all of you. But Rob is a cancer. He is a generator in human design. He's a six on the Enneagram, which we just learned today. Good to know. He is the resident introvert in my life, an epic Star Wars nerd, and a borderline professional Lego builder. Another few fun things about my husband is that he loves the rules. He loves justice. His favorite superhero is Batman. That should be no surprise to anybody, even though I know Batman isn't a superhero. He's also the greatest dad. He's a previous army captain and overall, oh my gosh, the overall glue that keeps our house together. And welcome, babe.
1: Hello, everyone. (laughs) It's uh, nice to be here and to meet all y'all
0: meet all y'all my husband is also not from texas but he has fully adopted the texas mindset um i think it could be probably a little helpful to give a little background on our relationship just to give some context to these answers we asked in the facebook group what you wanted to know from a non-nurse coach non-coach husband and um you guys came through (laughs) with a lot of answers but as I was reading the questions, I just really felt the need. I was like, it might be helpful for them to know that we had a little bit of a whirlwind romance and that we haven't actually been together for, I mean, we've been together for a long time, but in the big picture of things, not not forever. Um, so uh, yeah, Rob and I met, what, in 2015?
1: Yeah, summer.
0: Yeah. Rob is also really great with dates. He could probably tell you the exact date that we matched. I mean, our t- first
1: date was July 17th, 2015. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, he could He could tell you. He could tell you. Um, But we met in 2015, and we met on Tinder, as millennials do. They meet their spouses via the internet. And I was living in Austin at the time. I was working in Austin at the time. This was right before I started to... Explore travel nursing, or like I guess I was by the time that we met. Cause on our first date, what did you ask me? He's like, Well, where do you see yourself going in your career or something Mm -hmm. related to my career? And I was like, actually, I'm leaving for Denver, Colorado in like four weeks. This date is really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that being said, uh, I did. I did. I still left. I I'm Rob and I had a pretty immediate connection. But I still wanted to go and have my adventure. That was my goal for like my even in nursing school. I wanted to do travel nursing. And just because I met some boy on Tinder did not mean that I was going to give that up. And Rob ended up coming out with me to Denver to help me and my travel partner, Sarah Beth, move. And you've kind of just been around Ever since. <laughs> uh, but Rob was stationed uh, at Fort Hood in Colleen at the time. So he was spending some time there. And then so we met like summer of 2015. You left for Korea when?
1: Beginning of 2016.
0: Yeah. So then you were gone for a year, right? Just about?
1: Nine, ten months. Yeah.
0: Um, so while he was in Korea, I was still doing travel nursing having the best time ever while Rob was stuck in soul, And um, when he came back, I know that we had set the agreement, like we dated long distance that entire time. And we. <laughs> I don't actually know that we set this agreement, but I had set this agreement <laughs> with myself that I wanted to make sure that we still liked each other uh, when we were on the same half of the planet. <laughs> so uh, he, he came back, was still stationed um, at Fort Hood I moved back home uh, to Austin and we continued to date for a few more months. And then we got engaged not too long after that.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
0: Yeah. And so we got engaged on the day before my birthday in May of 2017. Yeah, And then we were married by November of that year. And then we were pregnant by what july yeah. july of 2018 so if that doesn't give you an idea of the pace that rob and i operate at um i don't know what else will like our life has kind of been a blur ever since we jump in we jump in hard and we do the thing um but i think that it can maybe provide some perspective just as we answer this question that rob and i did not have a long standing relationship <laughs> Before I became a coach because I called you, I think like a month before we got married and told you about nurse coaching for the first time. And so our entire marriage, I have been in the nurse coaching realm, uh, which is, yeah, been since 2017. So also one thing I remember, like nobody's business, but he can barely remember conversations that we had yesterday. So. We're going to do our best here, team, <laughs> and we're going to give it our best, our best shot. So, Rob,
1: so you not may... one-word answers. Right? So,
0: not one-word answers would be great, um, and I can help you elaborate okay. along the way. Um, anyways, let's jump in. Do you remember? Do you remember when I called you before we got married and told you about nurse coaching for the first time?
1: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the exact details or like when it was, but I do know you called and were very excited about whatever this nurse coaching stuff was. And I mean, at the time I didn't really understand what it was. I thought she was going to be a sports team coach for <laughs> nurses or <laughs> a coaching, team coach? oh, <laughs> coaching something in the hospital, peer support type like that. But um, I do remember the passion you had for this and the excitement. Cause so I know you were kind of at the end of your traditional nursing journey you were thinking you wanted out or looking actively for ways out of traditional bedside nursing um and when you showed the amount of enthusiasm and excitement for whatever nurse coaching is and for the record I know what nurse coaching is now <laughs> um I I was I was excited for you like I could like I could feel the buzz coming off you and knew that you were gonna you, you were gonna do it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be fair, I remember. So I remember because this is a pivotal moment in my life. I remember that phone call in great detail of hanging up the phone with Heather Lapidus and then immediately calling Rob and saying like, "Hey, I just learned about this thing called nurse coaching. I don't know what it is yet, but I think that I should do it, and I'm really excited." Um, Rob and I were also paying for our wedding at the time, which we balled on a budget pretty well for our wedding but um i just remember investing i mean we were just investing a lot in our future <laughs> yeah. in that six weeks between investing in our wedding and investing in nurse coaching so um yeah the the lack of clarity on what nurse coaching was was probably fully on me because i didn't even fully understand it yet but the plan was for us to get married in november and then where were you living? You were in Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, because I, I moved to Oklahoma right after I proposed to you, basically. Again, because that's mm-hmm. the way our relationship rolls. Not by choice. Army sent me. Yeah. Um, I would prefer not to leave my fiancé. <laughs> sometimes you got to do what the job tells you to do.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. You were far away at the time. So we were living about six hours apart um, while we were engaged, waiting to get married. And then after we got married, I was going to move to Oklahoma with you. And I was going to or I was in nurse coach certification. I remember taking collective calls on the floor of the house we lived in in Oklahoma. And then still while we or while I was in certification, we moved again to Mm -hmm. New York State, like really, really northern, northern New York. Um, So there's a lot of transition happening during that time, like every big life moment. Career transition, Mm -hmm. marriage transition, moving cross-country transition, we hit all three nails on the head. Um, But yeah, I do like that you can at least remember that. That's sweet. (laughs) I try. (laughs) (laughs) So um, by the time I graduated certification, I wrapped up a travel contract in New York and I was done. I was so done. I hated working at that hospital in New York. You guys have heard me tell the story a hundred times. I won't retell it again, but I quit and I found a business coach and I had never invested in myself like that before. Rob and I were both lucky enough and privileged enough to have our college paid for. My parents so graciously paid for all of my higher education and then the army paid for Rob's. So... You all
1: paid for mine, so thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the government paid for Rob's. So like this was, this investment, what felt pretty, I mean, really foreign to me. Um, I didn't see any other way to make it happen other than to hire help. But I remember being really just unsure of how that conversation was going to go of whenever my coach was like, yeah, it's 10 grand. I know I can help you. Do you want to Do this or not. Like you and I had never made a big Mm -hmm. adult decision (laughs) like that uh yet. And um yeah, do you remember that conversation?
1: Again, not the details, but I do remember that you wanted to get into this coaching thing and that you needed a coach to help you coach and it was gonna be 10 grand, right? You said Mm -hmm. and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of money for a life coach or a business coach, whatever type of specific coaching she did, both of them, I guess, technically. Yeah. Um, but I was my initial reaction was like, that's a lot of money. Like, how is like how do you like what do you get out of it? Like mm-hmm. what is there's not a tangible reward. Like normal investments, you invest 10K, you know, at 8% in so many years, I'll have so much money. But like something so subjective as a person life coaching you or essentially giving you advice or feedback or being a sounding board what is the 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 tangible getaway from that mm. so the ten thousand dollars like if it was a couple grand even or a couple hundred like yeah sure go for it but that was a lot but um i mean you explained the benefits of what you can get out of it um and what she would do for you and i, mean, I did like a little bit of like googling and like all the best coaches have coaches. I learned that relatively early on. um, And that's something that kind of follows Shelby's career. I know she's talked about on her podcasts because one, I listened to them and two, like I've (laughs) seen her journey of that, like to be the best coach you can be, you have to have a coach. Um, So, I mean, I didn't price shop around or anything. Shelby was really in love with this coach and had been following her for a little while. So, I mean, I, it's what she wanted and like i said she showed that enthusiasm that i'd seen her enthusiastic and excited about things before but never for career wise so i thought that if we were going to do this we had to do this right and i trusted in her that she did at least shop around or do a little bit and that if this is what she wanted then uh we need to uh, go for it
0: mm. i think it's important to like highlight here where those questions came from from you. Cause like those seem like pretty rational questions to me, Mm -hmm. but I remember if you would have like rapid fire questioned me in the moment, I was like in a really fragile place of like, Mm -hmm. I kind of needed you to just jump on board or I was going to quit. And so like, were those questions coming from a place of like that you questioned my ability or my choice or were they just like the first questions that came to your mind?
1: They're probably just the first questions that came to mind. I mean, by that point, I had known you pretty well. I had, we were married. We were married. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if we were engaged or married, but still, regardless, we, I knew you pretty well. Um, and I know.
0: And pregnant and by pre- this point. <laughs> are
1: we in 2017? T- t- yeah, I don't know if we're in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Yeah, but- no,
0: we were in New York. Okay. In the 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 kitchen of our New York house by okay. the island, I remember okay. so deeply. I was newly pregnant. All right, so whatever. <laughs> I knew
1: you very well um and everything, but at that point I know not that you don't fail or you can't fail or haven't failed in things before, but I knew you were going to give it 100% god honest effort to do the best you could. Mm. Um and a, a quote that comes to mind right now. I'm allowed to curse a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, for any Parks and Rec fans out there, there's a character, Ron Swanson. And this quote's always stuck with me. He says, uh, don't half-ass anything, whole-ass one thing. Um, and I thought that this perf- perfectly applied um, in that if we were going to do this, if this 10K investment is what she needs and there's... You no, know, she doesn't guarantee the return on investment in however many months or weeks or whatever. Um, but it seemed like the best way for success. So we just whole last it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that that is where a lot of ooh, nurse coaches can kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit is like, I I hear this all the time of like, I know I need your mentorship, but I I can't afford it right now. And like, can you afford not to like, had I, can I, or had I not invested in that coach at that time, I was in such deep resonance with her. And I knew that if I worked with her and I just gave it my all, I knew that there was no way that I was going to fail. And had I not invested at that time, there was a lot of ways I could have failed. There's a lot of ways I could have spun my wheels. And there's a lot of ways it would have been a self-fulfilling prophecy of not finding success or not finding success as quickly. Um, so let's all be inspired by Ron Swanson today. And if you've never watched Parks and Rec, highly recommend, go, go, go check it out and be inspired by the man with the mustache. Um, okay. So next question here is what was it like? Kind of like that first year navigating the unpredictability of entrepreneurship with me. Do, do any moments like stick out for you? Uh, I feel like I kind of kept that part of my life a little tucked away in secret.
1: A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it kind of what I remember, it's kind of like the, I don't know, the basic highs and lows of the first year of an entrepreneur's journey. The, uh, you know, the highs of just booking a call and then the low of, oh, they said no. And then the high of getting a client signed for three months or whatever
0: i used to like run from the house whenever the lows
1: of whenever they ghosted you or didn't show up or i don't think anyone like demanded a refund or anything like Mm -hmm. when they stopped showing up but like the lows of like am i doing something wrong but then um but then you kept pushing through and that's the biggest thing is just your determination to make this work for you and like if a client didn't work out you were out looking for other clients and you tried Various ways to find clients. And then you would obviously keep HIPAA and everything, but over to the dinner table, you talk about your clients and, Mm like, oh, wow, like they're showing up, but they're not doing the things. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I work through this? And, like, but you just kept pushing forward. Like, there was no, at least from what I could see and what we talk about going backwards. Like, you had a down moment, but you knew that you didn't want to go back to bedside nursing. So like you have to make this work for you. And if that wasn't the way to find clients, you just found a different way to find clients. Mm -hmm. And if all your proposals, you had a couple of negatives or no's in a row, like you, I mean, did something different because they say that, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So Mm -hmm. by no means calling you insane or anything. That's Um, okay if you do. Um, But yeah, I just, I mean, it was... I mean, I didn't see a roller coaster, but it was definitely like waves, like ups and downs, Um, not crazy angles or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But I mean, it was it was cool seeing you try and succeed eventually in doing something new and being along for that journey.
0: Mm. What about the unpredictability and income?
1: Uh, I mean, we're still in 2018, right? So. I was in the army, um, I was making decent money. Uh, so I wasn't totally worried, but I knew I was going to be changing careers and getting out of the army in a little bit, which would involve taking a pretty drastic pay cut. But I, I, I knew I wanted out. So it was just that uncertainty of, we're definitely going to have to change our lifestyles if you couldn't supplement or uh, at least kind of get back to our level of income we were at with just mine while you were trying to figure out nurse coaching. Mm-hmm. um but again, I mean, like Shelby said, we're very fortunate. We've great families. our colleges were paid for. our families are around. and uh we knew we were very fortunate we we're never going to be homeless or hungry. so we could take that little bit of a risk on Shelby doing this and then I could always find work. I wasn't too really sure about that even if it was something that wasn't in alignment um with what i wanted to be doing i could at least bring money in while we tried to get more of a life that we wanted
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think before i even started like i quit my job so i wasn't working at all my only income was coaching income and then i think i barely broke even on uh my first year of coaching just with what I had invested into it. So like my, my contribution to the family financial health was minimal at best. Um, But I think you said something really important there of like, we were in a position where if we were gonna risk it for the biscuit, so to speak, like that was the time to do it. That was before Ada had been born that, you know, like there was never going to be just you and me. Mm-hmm. again to where it would only affect us and um yeah if there's if there's ever a time to do something dumb it's definitely in your 20s <laughs> you can there's plenty of time to financially recover i would even argue in at any time you could you oh, could pull sure. that off but um i think the only time honestly that that finances really came and were a topic of conversation for us is our heating bill Our heating. <laughs> Or fucking no. Um. So Rob is originally from New Jersey. He's he's familiar with like regular four seasons and regular four seasons of cold or not four seasons of cold, but a season that has cold within the four seasons. I'm from Texas. I am not familiar with that life at all. And then we moved to upstate or not even upstate to northern New York, 20 minutes off of Canada to where it could rain or snow freaking four feet in a. Four hours. And we lived in a, a bigger house that had terrible insulation. And we paid so much money to heat our house. I had friends from Texas sending me heating blankets in the mail. <laughs> like we kept our house
1: at like 68 degrees. Like, like taping windows and doors. And- yeah.
0: Like it was just so cold. And the propane companies up there like run highway robbery on you. And so like, it did get tight from time to time because we were paying rent and then we were paying 1800 bucks sometimes to heat our house. It was like a
1: one-time thing. But But, I mean, still
0: there's nine months of winter in in (laughs) that part of the country. So um, I just remember that like every six weeks we would get a propane bill and it would cause you to stress and it would, then it would cause me to stress. And I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember one time just being like, hey, we know that this bill is going to come every six weeks. And if you're going to freak out about it, I need you to freak out over there. And I'll freak out by myself, but we cannot freak out together. Like, it's too much for me to freak out with you over this. It stresses me out too much. And that's literally the last time
1: <laughs> we yep.
0: ever talked about the propane bill. <laughs> so, um, I, I like, it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies. We did literally go cold for a few months but um for me i had to protect my headspace uh, around money because if i got graspy if i came from a place of scarcity like then that was going to directly affect my ability to sell clients at that time because i was just so new in that mindset anything was gonna rock me and like thank you for honoring that boundary with me because it was of course my love I don't do well speaking my boundaries or I didn't back then that might've been the first time I ever did it. (laughs) Um, okay. So was there ever a time kind of in the same vein here? Was there ever a time you wanted me to go back to work?
1: No, because I knew how miserable, um, I'd be a little dramatic, but how unhappy you were with nursing in the hospital uh, setting. Um, so I wouldn't say There was a desire for you to go back to it. Um, I knew you were doing what was best and what you wanted to do or what you thought you wanted to do. Um, So I was all for it. I mean, I did have the thought that if for whatever reason, this nurse coaching thing crashed and burned, like, and we needed the money, you could always go back to work. Um, I don't know if I ever explicitly said that because I didn't want you to think I couldn't I didn't want you to think I didn't think you could succeed. <laughs> if that makes sense, um, but that was a brief thought I had. But I was never gonna let you know. I mean, I did believe in you, um, but th- there was that little nugget in the back of my brain that, like, if for some reason we need the money, this crash and burns. Like, there are there is that fallback. But also, I knew that that wouldn't be great for your mental health because why you wanted out of traditional nursing. So I didn't want to even bring that out or put it in your head in case you weren't thinking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to support you unconditionally because I mean, that's, well, we were married. So I did. So I took a vow to do that too. But that's, (laughs) I go all in anyway. Um, So I I just wanted to support you. And yeah, I mean, long answer to no, I never wanted you to go back to traditional (laughs) nursing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was always it was always an option, like a rational option Mm -hmm. on the table for us for me to go back. And there are a lot of things that ended up happening to where I didn't have to go back. So we you got out of the army Mm -hmm. and then we moved back to Texas. And then that was at the very we moved back to Texas in 2019. You got out of the army right as the pandemic. Yeah, January
1: off. 2020.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I was supposed to be temporarily living with my parents for about 6 months mm-hmm. while Rob went to start Started. start a different career yeah. and that ended up falling through because of the pandemic and um but that still left us at our, my parents' house in Texas. And mom and dad if you're listening, <laughs> we like owe them kind of everything. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment of um, like my parents never never pressured us to move or to get out. They had open doors and as we just navigated 2020 together, um, I was Rob was able to become full-time stay-at-home dad. And then I was able to really like double down in my practice. And that's when, you know, Laura and I started talking and being in cahoots with one another. And it really opened up some bandwidth for me to be all in. And I mean, without, without that, it would have been way more stressful without the safety net of the roof (laughs) over our heads. This all would have been more stressful, but there are just a few things that lined up really well for us to where we were, taken care of to where i didn't have to go back to work um so yeah thanks mom and dad you're the best
1: thank you <laughs> uh also my parents were very supportive of everything too. Oh, yeah I don't, of course if they're listening i don't want them to <laughs> feel unappreciated they were supportive yeah. through this whole journey and everything
0: the only reason we didn't go to new jersey is because i didn't want to live in new jersey and that's not uh, a personal attack on any <laughs> Kerr's family member Texas has my heart and that's uh yeah that's uh, both of our families had open door policies Mm -hmm. and were super generous with that several years for us like we just moved into our new house what like six weeks ago so that was a big holding pattern for us um okay let's move along to a different question here uh This is from our lovely neighbor, Amanda, Mm. and family photographer and overall wonderful human being. She asked, what's it like to be married to someone who is successful?
1: (laughs) It's nice. I mean, (laughs) on the most basic level, it's, I mean, we're married, obviously, and like, on the most basic level, her successes are my successes, be it professionally, personally, mentally. So It's cool um, to be kind of married to – I'm using my words here, not Shelby's, but like a rock star in her community Mm -hmm. um, and like one of the most forefront leaders in the nurse coaching community. Um, So it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't like – Go around bragging about the fame of being married to someone so successful or anything like that. Or, like, oh, do you know my wife is okay. this nurse coach? She has a Facebook group with 10,000, 1,000, however many people, yeah. and she has a podcast with so many downloads. Um, But no, it's cool to see the person you love the most succeed. And that's all I've ever wanted for her in life is to be happy and be successful. And I'd say we're here. Not that we can't keep going more to here but
0: (laughs) yeah we pretty well right it feels pretty good yeah um and in that same thought what is it so rob still very much wants his own thing like being you're really great at being a stay-at-home dad but i know it doesn't fill all of the cups Mm -hmm. for you you still and jesus y'all we have been so patient with the freaking federal government (laughs) to to let the cookies fall in a way that is like supportive of our family. And so what has it been like watching this take off for me while you've been stuck in limbo for like three years?
1: I mean, it's fine. I mean, I was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I'm fine. Why do you ask?
1: (laughs) Shelby always jokes about when I say fine, but in If there's any guys out there, you know, that fine generally means fine. There's not any hidden meaning to it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it was definitely... I didn't have any worries that I wouldn't be a good stay-at-home dad or that something might never work out. But uh, it definitely took some getting used to coming from the Army to a totally different environment. Um, Just interpersonal relationships are a lot different. And then to just kind of make that change kind of suddenly with the uncertainty of the pandemic at that time and then not having the career I wanted pan out and then applying for other jobs and going through those processes. Like, it was a lot. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, all you could really do is just kind of keep marching forward to use a little army uh, colloquialism there. (laughs) Um, And as much as I was, you know, trying to set things up for the future and prepare, uh, I could just, you know, keep Yeah. Marching forward. And as we say in the army, shooting that target that's right in front of you, shooting that five meter target. And then you can worry about the further stuff down the line.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like this has never been our dynamic, but like my success doesn't take away from the possibility of your success in your career Mm -hmm. or vice versa. And um I'm really grateful that that hasn't been our dynamic, but I know it does exist Mm -hmm. still for some of to where it feels like, well, if you go all in here, then like, I have to sacrifice in X, Y, and Z. And uh, I just think that there's many ways to navigate that, that we don't have time for today, but uh, a lot of, we've talked a lot about careers and the right, the next right move and, Mm -hmm it, that target changes for us actually quite a bit because right. a job, the job that we've been waiting on for a while did come through, mm-hmm. but it was going to cause you to have to leave.
1: Yeah. In the middle of, or not the middle of the end of a pregnancy and yeah, maybe miss the birth and first couple months and weeks. And that was not in the best interest of anyone. Like I know you were stressed about it. I was stressed about it which was causing us to stress off of each other, stressed about (laughs) it. Um, So ultimately made the right call. I know what I know to be the right call. I'm a little mad at myself. It took me a little long to come to that decision, but eventually I made the right call of like family has to come 1st And something I'm always saying. And I was finally able to actually practice it. Um, But yeah.
0: Yeah. There's never just like one decision that we've, that we've made Mm -hmm. that's, that's stuck. It's always, it's pretty fluid. And I think that's, kind of how we've navigated
1: that's what we know too things means. were like i mean not that it's ever going to be perfectly get your signal from the universe now is the time to do this sometimes you just got to act what do you call it messy action mm-hmm. um and just do something and then like yeah you can prepare but i mean even best laid plans fall apart sometimes so um, you just got to literally roll with the punches sometimes. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. We've, I kind of, I have some more questions here.
1: Go for it. But we do a lightning round. Yeah. I was Go like, out. we've
0: kind of answered some of these a little bit. Um, I guess one thing I just want to get a clear, a clear answer on is like, was it a conscious thought for you to like, that you had to be supportive of my decision or was it? fluid. Cause like from the stories that you're telling right now, it sounds like a really natural way for you to show up for me. It wasn't like, I didn't have to force you on board. I didn't have to convince Mm -hmm. you to get on board. I didn't have to like come up with a PowerPoint presentation (laughs) on why I thought this was a good idea. It's just like, I came, I came to you with a nudge and you were there. You, you, that was it. Like it was very little, Um, But was there any effort on the back end for you to be supportive and remain supportive over the past few years?
1: Mm, No, I'd say no. I mean, it wasn't like a, like a a, a transactional thing. Like I'll support you on this and you'll support my career moves that might move us across the country or whatever. It was just, this is what you want and I want you to be happy. So Mm. support you. It wasn't like a, Yeah, like a transactional or anything like
0: it wasn't transactional meaning that like and i just think that that's who you are it just
1: came automatically to support you mm -hmm. like i wanted you to be happy so this is what you want cool let's do it all in
0: yeah i know
1: it's not everyone can be as the same or as fortunate or whatever but are in the same position to be able to support you like that or support their spouse like that but it was just i don't know there was no other option other than to support you hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just also who you are at mm-hmm. the core as well. Um, to be fair, you might be thinking, wow, Shelby has endless support from Rob all the time. That is also not true. I tried to convince Rob no less than a dozen times to live in an RV with me, and he would not do it. So there, he does have limits. He does have a line in the sand, <laughs> Uh and there are things that he will not get behind. Um, And my husband doesn't succumb to peer pressure, which is also my least favorite thing about him because <laughs> I'm really good at peer pressure. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, it, I think that it just comes naturally for you. Um, do you think that this step into coaching has changed our relationship at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say part of coaching is being more self-aware of yourself so you can help others. Um, so you're definitely, I mean, you've always been intuitive and more self-aware than I've ever been. Um, but the nurse coaching, life coaching journey has only caused you to be more uh, aware of your emotions, the those around you and stuff like that. So you definitely brought that into our relationship and have helped me, yeah, I'd say like work through some things or just become more self-aware myself and inspire me to care. Uh, is, like care a little more about things and like just be more I'd say just aware in general, like yeah, of the my physical health, my mental health, uh my parenting, my is social interactions, things like that. So it's definitely you're you're not like maybe you are coaching me, I don't know, and I don't know it that um, was gonna be <laughs> <this> question, <laughs> uh. But yeah, you're definitely, I would say it's been a, a benefit to our relationship. Yeah. And our marriage. Do
0: you feel like I'm ever trying to stealthily coach you?
1: Not stealthily. You do everything pretty deliberately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely been times where like I can see the uh, the coaching wheels turning a little bit on. I mean, it's not to like coerce me or do anything negative, it's for usually almost always my own betterment. Um, especially when we're having more meaningful like conversations or talking about life plans or important decisions we have to make. Um, when you genuinely want my opinion and I say things are fine and you think fine doesn't mean fine and we're talking and <laughs> using not nurse coach voodoo, voodoo magic or anything, but you get me to like actually open up or like explain my... Thoughts or feelings or ideas a little more um so i definitely notice you doing it but it's not from a place of uh negativity or because you want something you're just trying to deepen our relationship
0: yeah it's more of like getting you to elaborate
1: yeah because i'm not the most wordy person
0: yeah people are not going to believe that when they listen to this because they're going to hear all of these words that you've shared here but rob is I mean, genuinely, when he says fine, he means fine. And that is just not good enough for me. Let the
1: record show that she does acknowledge that <laughs> fine means fine for me.
0: Uh, I need more details. I need more to sink my teeth into. Um, and just from my end of the thing, my end, my side my side <laughs> of the coin here is I try really hard. Or I did in the beginning, I tried really hard not to coach Rob because there was no consent around it. And I think that I'm better now at just asking like more curious questions of when I don't understand something, I don't jump to accusing Rob of one thing or another. I just ask more questions until I understand. And that's about as coachy as it gets.
1: Yeah. And then you explain to why you're asking these questions Mm -hmm. that you just want to understand better or like why I'm thinking something I'm thinking and not making it clear.
0: Yeah. It's really easy for me to assume. I would say that that can be a pretty big hangup for me. Uh, so asking more curious questions has been the biggest thing that has changed in our communication style for sure. Um, all right. So the kind of uh, leads to the last questions here of and I feel the need to, to clarify. Well, actually, when I posted that, that question in our Facebook community of like, Rob's never had a coach before, that's not actually true anymore. So Rob, since posting that has had his first couple of meetings with a nutritional coach of sorts. And um, are you okay if I share yeah. at all that uh, he's also gone to therapy a couple of times? albeit we're not like really impressed with this therapist <laughs> so far uh, but rob is giving it the good old college try before we pivot and um so the door has opened their team it has happened uh but what is for someone who hasn't ever experienced this before why not
1: great question <laughs> um i don't know just For the longest time, especially really before you even got interested in life coaching, it wasn't even something for nurse coaching on my radar um, at all. I mean, like, obviously, I've heard of it. You hear of all the super successful CEOs and Hollywood people and businessmen, like, yeah, hiring life coaches to guide them in their businesses to multi-million dollars and stuff. But I never really thought of it as something the average person could have or should have even um and then even though shelby was starting it didn't really cross my mind i didn't know like one i needed one or i could use one or then like what i would even use it for because i was not thrilled with my career prospects but i knew i was gonna be changing careers and i still knew what i wanted to do um so i was like oh i didn't really know and then i was like ah relationship wise things are going pretty well um and then like I knew there were coaches for all different types of things, but I didn't think it was something I needed. Um, but then being more around it and seeing the various types of coaches Shelby's hired and some of her friends that have been in using coaches and things like that. And then hearing all of like Texas, all y'all's success stories of having coaches and looking into coaches to better yourself to help other people. It's definitely something that's like opening my eyes up that. It's definitely something that could be beneficial to me. And this may come as a surprise to you, Shelby, but I'll make the official announcement here that I am going to start actually looking for coaches for myself now.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Live mic drop.
1: (laughs) Rolling her eyes is something she's been telling me for (laughs) literally years now. Um, So that's another part of a recent journey I've started of trying to better myself be it physically nutritionally mentally things like that so i am officially taking the next step on my journey of self journey discoverment it's happening everybody
0: just to be clear it's taken five years (laughs) to get to this day
1: in no way did shelby coerce me into this there's (laughs) no she's not holding any weapons to me right now to say (laughs) this to you know boost the ratings for this podcast (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, so that's, yeah, I've never had one. i never thought I had a need for it, but I mean, seeing the success Shelby's had in her business and professional or personally, um, it's definitely something that I don't know what I'd use a coach for yet, honestly, still, but that's part of having a coach, I guess, too, is to help you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also think that there's a really big intention that you just sent out into the
1: world <laughs> of like, I,
0: I think it'll probably be clear here pretty soon on
1: what you could use support mm-hmm. in,
0: uh, but...
1: Starting my own podcast, <laughs> take down Successful Nurse Coaches.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, first, I'm proud of you, babe. That's Thanks. exciting. And mm, I have been telling you this for a really long time, right? But at the same time, I know this about you to where if I force you or if I push or if I give ultimatums like that's not the place i want you to have to come from i don't want it to feel like you're back and in, backed into a corner uh cuz then i think the dynamic of whatever coach you hire i'm in the equation with you mm-hmm. like in some weird way should be
1: my journey yeah and it's It feels way
0: better for you to choose it on your own. Like it feels Mm -hmm. so good. And to be honest, I tell everybody in my life all the time, whenever they come to me with a problem, it's like, do you need friend Shelby right now? Or (laughs) do you you want me to recommend a coach and help you solve this problem? Like Mm -hmm. this, that's kind of how the boundary I've had to put for myself because I think that everyone could benefit from
1: a coach. Absolutely. And I'm kind of seeing that these days now too. So
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's a really high note to end on my dear of, uh, and also one story that I wanted to make sure to mention here is that early in my, uh, coaching days, I went to an event, uh, where there was a couple on stage and the wife had been very immersed in personal development for several years. And her husband like worked corporate and was just a normal dude for a really long time. And I think they were married like 15 years and they went, she asked him to go on a yoga retreat of sorts with her kind of on a whim. And he went and it like opened, opened his eyeballs to all the things like it landed, it connected, it was in resonance. And then like he went on his own rabbit trail of personal development and um, And the biggest takeaway that they had for the audience from experiencing that together is just like, don't rush the process. Nothing is ever on accident or late or not on time, that everything is unfolding exactly how it should. And it didn't mean anything to me in that moment because I was just so new to coaching, but it's really like been an anchor for me and not getting frustrated or not <laughs> forcing you to to jump in and, and be excited about this stuff that excites me. Um, and it's okay that it took five years. It actually doesn't change anything at all. It mm-hmm. feels like actually a bigger win to me now than it would have.
1: <laughs> so all that matters is the decision was made. Yeah. Whether it's a year ago, five years ago, yeah. or now it's, we're here now.
0: We're here now. All right, team. Well, babe, anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
1: Uh, No, I mean. That's usually
0: the question I ask Laura.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) No, I mean, just thanks for having me. It's been nice to talk and Hmm. hopefully help some people out there. They can, you know, apply some of what I said.
0: Ooh, You know, what would be a really good question to end on is what advice would you give? To a husband whose wife has a crazy idea that he doesn't understand.
1: Go for it. Um
0: <laughs> you're talking to the husband, not I know.
1: the wife. Um yeah, just I mean, you gotta do what's best for you and your family, but is think of geez, like things of the like the positive things that could come out of it, not the negative things, and just support your spouse. You'd support her or him any other way, probably. So Why not support her or him if she's found maybe a new career? Um, And then regarding, I guess, the investment, because depending on what coach you hire, whether it's Lauren, Shelby, or anyone else, like it's going to be some type of financial investment. But think of it like any other career training job investment thing. I mean doctors and nurses and really anyone that gets a college degree they were thousands of dollars in debt for a job so why not invest in yourself for this new career and yeah you'll probably get your money's worth back it might take a little bit of time but at the end of the day it's going to give them that job satisfaction which increases their personal satisfaction which increases the spouse's personal satisfaction so just support them if you're unsure of things talk it through um, and let your concerns be known and just support them let me say that again support them support <laughs> them support them uh <laughs> stalling for ideas here um
0: as nike says just,
1: just do, do it. it yeah uh
0: all right mabel well, thank you for being here with us and sharing your story and sharing your journey and <laughs> did you wait to tell me that you were going to hire a coach until we recorded this. Yeah.
1: Shock factor. Uh. Gotta get those clicks.
0: <laughs> All right, team. well, we appreciate you t- tuning in today and we hope that this was helpful for you to hear just to like Laura and I um, have both very, very supportive partners, but we have had different journeys in what that support looks like. And it was exciting to bring you our side of things. And um Rob is in our Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches. So if you want to come creep on him, he thinks it is absolutely the weirdest thing that people friend request him on the internet that he doesn't know.
1: I'm probably not going to friend you back, but you can try.
0: <laughs> but feel free to find him. He's He exists there. He creeps on all of you in a loving way, keeping tabs on everybody.
1: I do not creep on any of y'all. A little bit. It pops up on my news feed because <laughs> I was added so she could practice adding links and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, generally yeah, yeah. read y'all's. <laughs> comments and
0: stuff all right everybody we will see you next week same time same place i hope you have a wonderful week and we will catch you on the next one bye bye